0: Two and one, go. Hi right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Doctrines of Brad. I'm Logan, this is Drew, and today we have a special guest. This is have. Zilla, uh, and she is known on TikTok as, uh, actually Zilla, if you want to introduce yourself and um, in, like what you've been doing on TikTok, we'd really like to just start off with you saying
1: who you are.
2: Okay, Um, I don't know, I just kind of got into the whole Christian TikTok community and found myself getting fired up about some things regarding God, the Bible, and it's been like this great devotional time for me and a way to get community with everybody. So I'm just doing it, just on here, hanging out.
0: Yes. When did you start TikTok?
2: Oh, God. Uh a few months ago, or I guess like about a year ago, maybe. Started, I don't know.
0: <laughs> like right after quarantine?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just about.
0: What about you, Drew? I never actually asked. When did you start
3: TikTok? I started. I, I knew you back when you had like twelve followers. I think that's impossible. I went from having zero followers to a hundred thousand overnight. So there's no way that you knew me when I only had twelve. Because the second <laughs> that I you. came online, <laughs> they instantly recognized my potential. Um, yeah, no two peas all, in a pod, Drew. Yeah, all jokes aside, um, I started because of the lockdowns. I started because of COVID. I, uh, I was. I did a lot of stuff on facebook i had a ministry ministry i call it that because uh it was just a, a pride fest for me not that kind of pride not like the month but um it was uh it was a big part you got love your guys faces <laughs> when i make those jokes um i did a i did a thing on facebook called the dirty christian and i did probably i had my own podcast i had about like 150 episodes I did a bunch of videos. I did a lot of the a lot of similar things that I do on TikTok now. I was doing on Facebook but like with you know texts and pictures, not uh, not so much on the video. So um I did however, I had a, I did a couple interviews back in the day. Um I did an interview with a a guy named Diamond Dallas Page who is like a 70-year-old transgender guy who absolutely hated uh the fact that he transitions uh, years ago and we did a conversation and that was back in like 2015. Um, so I've been, I've been on the internets for a while. Um, Oh crap. My, my cat just turned off my thing here. Hang on a second. Um, anyway, you guys talk and I'll be back. <laughs> so this is one of the most professional podcasts you're ever going to get, uh, be
0: a guest well, on So you should feel, uh, just amazing. Yes, it is echoing bad on TikTok. Okay, it is echoing on TikTok. I wonder if it's mine.
3: Is it
1: there we go. Echoing?
0: Is it still echoing on TikTok? Is it still
3: echoing bad? Is it still echoing bad? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Slightly. Slightly. I can still hear it. Oh, wait, it's gone now. All right, what
2: it? I think
4: happened? it was me. Oh, could have been. There we go
0: mike okay, so uh real quick uh remember that the doctrines of brad is a uh, uh podcast that we stream live on youtube and we also use TikTok as a way to pull in guests and pull in our audiences from different platforms to just kind of come together all at once so youtube audience mixed in with, with our TikTok audience so if you want to watch it and uh you know have your text or your questions uh put on the screen um please go to the doctrines of brad youtube channel and uh, you can look at episode 14 where we are currently at filming live um, and now. So today, before we get. Now it's echoing on YouTube.
3: OK, I think we're good. I don't hear anything. Well, I don't know. I'm not listening to YouTube now, but uh, I think everything is fixed. I can talk louder if that's what we need. That's not how echoes work, Logan. In fact, I think if you talk <laughs> louder, it makes the echoes worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just—I don't know. Like, I'm not a—I'm not a rocket doctor. I'm not—I don't know all these things. All right, if, if it's better, am I still echoing on? It, I think we're me? good. Th- well, it's, are we sure you it's got, me? You—you you got that dollar store internet, brother? <laughs> you got that dollar job over there? <laughs> okay, take it up with Verizon.
1: All
0: right, so to, uh, just before we get started, we're going to do a couple TikTok videos, and then we're going to go into uh, some uh, differences about uh, churches. And currently, uh, Zilla is a uh, member, right, I believe, or just an attendee. So she is a member at Bethel Church. Um, Wizards the and Warlocks. Um, and so – and she also is getting gifts. Right. so good job. Thank Damn. you guys for supporting I gifts already. It. You know why, already. you know, why
3: she's, you know, you know why she's giving? Cause I normally get the, first
2: Oh my gift. God. it's a cold.
3: <laughs> She's giving gifts because that's the focus of Bethel church. <laughs> Stop The gifts. All right. So Which we're going to do, <laughs> do, uh,
0: some, uh, uh Bible <laughs> trivia. Um, so we're going to do some easy questions, some hard questions. First question is going to go to you, Drew, and then we'll uh, switch the, to the next person, which will be. Dude, you're. All right. So the first question is, hey, who warned uh, David to flee from Saul
3: by shouting, by so shooting? We, you are. Uh, I still like dude, that? you are so there's something with your home Internet right now, your screen. Freezes and then you speak really fast to catch up on the screen. So, on YouTube or on TikTok? Um, I'm seeing it through StreamYard. Wow. It was, it had you talking and then it, you sounded like Ben Shapiro for about three minutes where you're speaking really high pitch, and really fast, talking like this and everybody's like trying to listen to keep up and all right, guys. Am I better? Is it better? Uh, well, audio wise it's fine. Your picture is frozen now. Really? Oh yeah. I see it. It's frozen. Okay. Well, we'll All keep right. trying to go and do this. Go ahead with your Bible trivia. <sighs> so there's a storm outside, guys.
0: I have I have a storm going on outside, so yeah. The Verizon Internet. I'm sorry. Professional All right job. here we go. All right. So Drew
3: yes who warned david to flee from saul by shooting an arrow oh gosh dude i'm the worst at the old testament um Mm. pass zilla
2: zilla wasn't it saul's son i really forgot his name
0: (laughs) it's in first samuel 20. yes i'm not going to (laughs) help if that helps (laughs) <laughs> all right jonathan the answer is
3: Jonathan. Okay. uh yeah yeah this is logan's way to make us look terrible by the way that that is is not true. Yeah. No, so nobody does good being tested <laughs> unbiblical
0: if it if it wasn't for like all the echoing and just the freezing like i feel like i'm watching myself catch up on youtube yeah all you momentum know, gone
3: if you're honestly dude if you're watching the youtube you probably have too many tabs open why don't you close a couple tabs to save a little bit of internet bandwidth since you're running tiktok and Streamyard, close the tabs stop watching yourself on youtube you already have two pictures of yourself up there logan you don't need a third i hate you so much i hate you <laughs> Just saying. did that help oh i don't know let's see if it let's see if it evens out
0: done better all right all right next question
3: how many wives did king solomon have 500 or more i think it was more actually didn't he
2: have thousands or like a thousand or something 700 something ridiculous something ungodly he had 700.
3: Seven hundred. I don't know who wants that many wives. I like how this episode Uh, uh, is setting up. The the Zilla is the one that's been getting all of the crap from me about going to Bethel, and she's answering all of the questions correct. So, who's the more spiritual one here? Really, I mean, not this guy. Is that how that works? I'm eating my own crow. (laughs) All right, next. Go ahead. Next. Last
0: and final question. Here we go. Uh huh. What was the name? of Samuel's mother.
3: This is Samuel.
1: <laughs> <No.
3: coughs> Hannah. Oh, yeah, I, that was my next That's guess.
2: Samuel. That's terrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys. So that was a quick little icebreaker before we move into the, I can barely deal with one.
3: and One wife. What? One wife. I can barely deal with one. Oh. Is it behind? That's yeah. what that's exactly what he did in. I that- feel like
2: I should tell somebody. <laughs> Yo, listen. I need
3: to tell you something. All right, let's watch this. Uh let me go to the screen sharing here. Um where are we going? what is it? This one? Here we go. All right, this one actually I thought was really, really encouraging. So we're going to watch this. It's really neat. Uh, here we go. Let me know if you guys don't hear audio. For
2: you, I pray for your healing. And circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside would flee. In Jesus' name, I pray that a
1: breakthrough what happen today. Jesus.
3: All right. So what I gather, first of all, it's Love, So don't hate me for posting Love stuff. Um, it is a uh, it looks like they're at a I think the Red Rocks is a concert venue. And all of these people are all focused in and praying for what it looks like the one boy and his dad. Um, but I just thought, man, that is really cool to see just the love of God directed towards just one person that these people don't even know. You know, or maybe some of them do, but obviously not everybody there in the concert venue knows. So I just thought that was kind of an encouraging uh sweet little video to
0: Can we can we
3: try to like can we like not
0: like as a as a community of believers, can we just put our phones down? Did you see how many people were on their phone? Like camera, screen no, let's it. go back
3: and watch it again. Hang on. Let's go back. Wait, I, want... that, I thought no, that's the... I thought that's where you were going. Is this, with this show was, Logan Ruins like Everything? everything. <laughs> Is that the name of this show? It bugs me. It really does bug me. All right, let's I wanna now I'm gonna have to pay attention to all the people watching on their are doing things on their phones.
4: Right. Pray this for One.
3: you. i not and... I don't I know, know man. It's just their I hands. think I see a couple people, maybe. Yeah, there's a couple people. Yeah, so there's one, two, but there's not that many. Three, not, not as many that are have their hands up and praying. There's one right here. Four, five. There's one over okay. here. One right here. There's two right there. She's got crutches, so that doesn't count. All right, so that I thought that was sweet. Let me uh, let me move on to another one here um that i thought maybe we could all she put bethel check (laughs) (laughs) yeah indeed it. all right so this one i already have my own we can't see it i know yet i know i know dude okay calm down i know look i learned (laughs) from my mistakes all right last week i know that i didn't do it right but i'm doing it right this time all right (laughs) here we go do you see it now logan i do In the world, he put a
4: limit on. Okay, do you believe me? Ready? Light, from this time to this time. Darkness, from this time to this time. That's the limit, okay. Water, don't go past there. Land, that's as far as you go. Fish, only in the ocean. You be seeing fish in the sky? No. You know I mean. But you hear no complaints from the sun. You hear no complaints from the moon. You hear no complaints from the birds. You hear no complaints from the fish. But the humanity limit was don't eat the, from the tree. And what do we say? Ah, really? Wow. Come on. Ah, I'm going to do it anyways. <sighs> Why are we doing this? It's like we will look for any type of way to go past any limit possible. Right. And then we're woke. Like, Oh yeah. What's up? Cause I do what I want. I ain't got no rules. Statements and culture says, do you, it says, speak your truth. When you say, speak your truth, you're saying no limits. When you say, speak the truth, there's a limit. And we say statements like this, follow your heart. Oh, so you want me to follow a thing that the Bible says is deceitful. All right.
3: So I, I'm going to be the first to say, this is the first thing that I have ever seen out of elevation that I agree with. Now, with that being said, I did have to be the jerk that left the comment saying, uh bro, uh lights like have a don't have a limit. What did I say? I said, Oh, there's light at night, bro. <laughs> like the the sun doesn't stop like the light doesn't stop. There's still light at night, but that's just me nitpicking because I'm a jerk like that. Um, at uh, least well, you're honest. Oh, I am. I you know, I the Lord is having to to debase me quite a bit because uh there's been Um, I've been reading through Philippians and actually I'm going to be preaching on Philippians in September. So I've been prepping, I was working on my message today that I wanted to use and um, it's going to be on Philippians three, eight and nine. I counted all as loss for Christ. um, And that's going to be the focus of, of the message. But there, there's a verse in Philippians where it says whether in pretense or in truth, as long as Christ Jesus is being preached, I will rejoice. Paul says that, and and he's re- and he's he's responding to the concerns of the the, the church at Philippi that obviously they're like, well, what about all these other people that are like preaching Jesus but for selfish gain and all of this other stuff? So, um, I am learning, and I'll be the first. This will be the first time I'll say it, so you can all keep me accountable. I am learning to step back when Jesus is being preached and to just think about the fact that God is being glorified and I'm going to let God deal with the people that are not preaching out of truth. So with that being said and which is really actually it's a perfect episode to have Zilla here because I know, you know, according to Holy Gamer, I uh, am making an unrighteous judgment. So uh, we'll clear the air here, Holy Gamer. It's going to be okay. She's the one I'm <laughs> fun of. And she's here, live with me. You don't need to be. Else. It's okay. It'll be all right. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to be. You know, I'm trying to 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 find ways that, like, okay, you know what? God's being glorified. I'm gonna rejoice. I'm gonna I'm gonna find something in this and be like, man, God is so good. I'm just happy to see Him being. You know, Jesus being preached, even if we disagree on the little things.
0: Uh, so and, and it can't go the other way, right? You can't have somebody who's living a good life in the sense of like moral values that's both by I guess Bible standards and by bi- or God standard and the world standard, and then preaching a false gospel, right? Just so you can have you can have somebody who's preaching the gospel correctly, but doing it for their own selfish gain, and that's God, why- still wrong, right? But it's still he's still giving the gospel appropriately. Um, which I would still say, you know, thank God he's been, you know, Christ is being glorified appropriately. Um, but it, adversely, you can't have it the other way where it's, you know, the, the gospel's wrong, but yet that person's, you know, Torah not, li- not <laughs> doing wicked things.
3: Right. Yeah. Good stuff. And Zillah, do you have anything you want to add to any of that?
2: No, just amen. Like... I think uh, a lot of unity was coming together and recognizing we are seeking the truth. Um, wherever we seek God, he's gonna show himself, you yeah. know. Yeah. First... Sharpens iron. Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. It's iron sharpens iron. You you we're here for each other, we're here to guide each other to the same source. If, if we have to correct each other and love, him, that's what it is.
3: Yeah. I uh, I think I I really think that with this this awakening that I think is happening in the church, uh, it's happening across the board. It's not just uh, it's not just in the churches that I would say that I like to go to or you know what I mean? Like I'm seeing a movement, I think that uh, I think COVID really has awakened a lot of people to the truth. I think this lockdown, having things taken away from us, having our lives kind of shifted around a little bit has made a lot of people really start to ask, like, where are my priorities? Like, where am I putting, who am I worshiping and what am I worshiping? Am I worshiping comfort from the government, comfort from whoever is, is in office of the president? You know, um, so I know what I, you know, for me, looking back, it's like, I realized I had a lot, I have way too much hope in the government to keep me safe and to make me feel comfortable. Uh, did you guys have any Do you guys have in the last two, two and a half, three years since COVID kind of came onto the scene, are you, uh, have you noticed anything? Has anything changed with a, either of you guys? You want to go ahead Tila?
2: Yeah. Uh, home churches kind of exploded here. Um, we had so many people step up and lead home churches and uh, streaming still happened. It went from, um, Bethel streams their stuff. And there used to be um, a membership thing, to stream like conferences and stuff, but it went free on YouTube and they stream all the services. And it brought us a lot closer together as like a family. And actually I've been here for a long time and it was hard to get community for for a good minute.
3: And you're in California, right? Yep. Wow.
0: So you said you were at Bethel for a long time, but it was hard for you to get community?
2: yeah uh and the reason is is because uh it's kind of like a base for people to come and get equipped and to go so a lot of missionaries from all over the world come to get training um education uh, preparation to go out and do ministry elsewhere wherever they came from and so the local church here is kind of meshed in with all of that and they've made um a lot of they've taken a lot of ground and getting us to be able to connect with each other through home groups and classes and just like it because it's pretty big i mean it's 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 big in the sense that we have like a lot of people just come in and out through the school through the church like people come to visit every weekend so like i moved here to go to bethel from wyoming
3: wow so, Let, let's start there zilla tell us give us like give us some of your testimony how you ended up where you're at uh, why you felt called to go there, what some of your experience has been, uh, and how many years have you been there now? About 10, I wow. think.
2: Well, yeah, I moved here in 2011.
3: Okay. So let's hear it. I, I'm actually very interested to hear it f- directly from somebody that, that is, uh, out there. So, so, um, real, real quick, Bethel currently has 11,000
0: members and growing 11,000. It's a
3: large church
2: yep it doesn't seem like that on a sunday though but there's just We're i mean
3: <laughs> had like at least a thousand right so i mean yeah not... we just
2: you know disappear in the doors and the walls and stuff so
3: <laughs> when do you, you start
2: losing right? people after that
3: dude you come in and you get sorted right off the bat you find out what house your partner no, i'm just kidding Holy <laughs> gamer, calm down before holy gamer lose has an, ambul- an-, an- aneurysm I'm not going to, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please tell us.
2: (laughs) I wish I could see the comments, but I don't have enough uh, screens right now. Um, No, so I moved from Wyoming. Wyoming, we were doing like a podcast school. It was like a condensed version of the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. Um, And I got really hungry for everything that I was learning in that condensed like video school. Um,
3: Still in Wyoming?
2: Yes. Okay. I had, my dad is a pastor. Okay. Like both my parents have been in ministry my entire life. And it was when I started to like get connected with Bethel that I really felt God move in my spirit at a different level that I had grown up with. Not because my parents were like not teaching me well or whatever, just things became very, very real. And I started to see things in the supernatural way different. And uh, yeah, it ignited a passion that I didn't have before. And it's not because of Bethel, but they do something that's big about the school is we focus on making room for God to do whatever he wants to do. And that's beyond these boxes that we try to put God in. Sometimes it's like,
0: can I comment on that real quick? Absolutely. I want to I understand that. Making room for God. What does that mean?
2: I know with you being a Calvinist. <laughs> you're, no, you're no, no, a that, Calvinist that, no, no.
0: This has nothing to do with Calvinism. I genuinely want to know what is making so room for God.
2: I have come to the belief that God's a gentleman. He's not going to force himself into your life when you don't want him in a certain area. Like he'll He'll relentlessly pursue you. Because he loves you and he wishes that none would perish, Um, but if there's areas in your life you're like, "No, God, I didn't. No, don't want you here." He he respects that. I've I've seen it. What makes you you believe that? that? Just by because scripture would say
0: opposite, right? Mm -hmm. Scripture like Noah, right? He didn't he didn't give Noah room. Jonah he didn't give them room.
2: I guess he didn't. All these all these characters in scripture
0: were. He just tells them what they're going to do, and either their hearts are motivated correctly to respond in obedience or uh, the, the adverse, right? So, even even uh, Pharaoh, right? Yeah, you, Pharaoh's heart. Hardened hard. his heart, yeah. right? But his heart was supposed to be hardened according to Romans 9, that it was for his glory that he would show himself in the way that he wanted to be displayed. I, I just I think, I, I, I think there's. Go ahead. I, I really just want to understand what. So, making. No, really, um.
2: Like with Jonah and with the, the Pharaoh, I believe his heart was already hardened and he just kind of like set it in place. Yes, absolutely. Um, I I can't, but when I say I'm making room for God to do whatever he wants, it's it's just an act of surrender to like, I recognize your sovereignty. I recognize your lead and I'm going to participate in whatever it is that you have for me i'm 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 opening myself up to god whatever box that i've i've put around you in my mind please shatter that
3: um and i guess for me yeah i do i
2: get that i mean we do that we do that a lot just like in certain like just even in little theological debates and then we find out huh i don't know if i really even believe that anymore
3: well, and also, yeah. Let me let me just validate a little bit what you're saying in that sense, because um, as of as of very recently, uh, I have been kind of uh, drawn to the uh, some of the theology behind uh, uh, theistic evolution, right? So, older mm-hmm. creation, uh, God using got evolution as a pro. I know they got me right. They got um, God God using evolution as a process to still bring about everything that's happened and still uh, bring, you know, glory to himself. So I just want to say the reason that I'm saying that is is I want to, I want to respect what you're saying also is is that we, um, we often, it's, it's very comfortable here where we, um, where we kind of see the fruit of what God is doing or we see it in a, in a practical way, um, and when something outside of that challenges that, we can go one of two ways. We can just immediately be like, nope, absolutely not, or we say, all right, let me take a step back. Let me just hear, let me hear this first, and then let me, let me, you know, meditate on it. Let it, let it, let me simmer on it, that sort of thing. So uh, when you say, Zilla, when you say something about like, you know, letting God do what he wants and whatever, and, you know, not put him in a box. And uh, I, you're you're speaking from a a, a a human perspective. You're like, I've, lim- you know, in my mind, I probably yeah. try to limit God. I probably try to do these things. So I'm going to make room in my own life, in my own submission, in my own willingness um, to let God truly do what God is going to do. So it's definitely not, not like, that
2: we're hindering God. Absolutely not saying that yeah, we're I, in I, any I, way I, able to hinder God.
3: Yeah. I agree. And I think maybe that's the clarification there. And uh just I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate a little bit here between the two of you, just uh to I don't want I I certainly don't want you to feel like we're ganging up on you. And I think you're very brave actually just to come onto <laughs> this podcast because you know that we're both Calvinists. I mean our the doctrines of Rad is our name, Reformed American dads. So we're We're both, that is our theological view. You've probably heard us speak before. So I don't want you to feel attacked. I even texted Logan before this. I said, I really want to have a lot of grace for this conversation because I do take it serious. I don't want uh, there to be any, I don't want any of us to walk away frustrated at each other for anything. So, um, all right, I'm going to let you keep going. Thank you for letting me say that. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. Um, So, Yeah. Just in my own life, in the way I think, like, God, come and shatter what I believed about you before. Anywhere that I limit you, whether what, what, how I see what you're able to do in somebody's life, what you're able to do in my life, what you're able to do and willing to do in like even practical circumstances. For instance, uh, Bethel, we're very big on um, healing and the spiritual gifts and. I guess you would call us a continuation continuationist. Yeah, is that a thing? Absolutely. Yeah. So Very that is, I guess that's a huge place where my own everything was shattered. Was thinking God doesn't do, God doesn't heal the sick today unless He's using medics medicine. He doesn't cause the blind to see. He doesn't raise the dead. He doesn't mm-hmm. deliver people from demons. And I thought that until I saw it, you know, and until it happened to me.
3: <laughs> Which part? The healing, the demons, both?
2: Um. Yeah, I've seen, I've had straight up people manifest demons while I was tattooing them, just talking about God. I've had, that. yeah, it was, hold on, I got something going on. Yeah, so um, had that happen, um, I had arthritis in my back healed, just having someone lay hands and pray for me. Um, that was my first Easter at Bethel. Uh, Candace Johnson, there was like a word of knowledge for arthritis. I stood up, Candace Johnson put her hand on my back, prayed for me. And from that moment on, I didn't have pain again and i just i have to look at that as like god does what he wants
3: and yeah, I mean, blessing no matter what you're you being, being healed from something that was causing you pain uh you know the i don't think anybody i, I can't imagine anybody wanting to say well no, that was god you know would would you logan some would people think i mean how would you how would you respond to that logan whether that was god or not Well, I mean, just what's your initial, what's your initial response when, when you hear what she just said about manifesting demons and this, this healing, uh, does it, does it bring about, I guess that's the question, like where does, what kind of emotion does it evoke in you? Does it bring about a sense of like, oh, awesome. Praise God for doing that. Or does it, does it cause a questioning, like a skepticism? Oh yeah.
0: Immediate skepticism. Yeah. Okay. And tell like walk,
3: walk me through that. and it has nothing to do with, you know, Zilla or anybody who's a continuationist. Um, it has everything to do with... Remember, the- Zilla, we, Logan and I disagree on the gifts too. So actually yeah. I'm a continuationist, although I would consider myself a cautious continuationist. Logan and I don't see eye to eye on this thing as well. So I, this is why it's interesting to talk to, I feel like I'm on your side on this one. Um, <laughs> let me, I want to hear, so what were, tell me what you're... Oh what the thoughts are, Logan. Keep going, uh, so
0: just the, the so a few things. So, or two things, right? Uh, skepticism comes from the abuse of, of, of the gifts, right? Um, and then the abuse of what the Holy Spirit is meant to do and what his purpose is and what he has decided that his job is within the Trinity. And we see it laid out in scripture that his job is to point us to the son and the son points us to the father. Um, at no point does he ever point the believer to his power, or his abilities, or his gifts to give to um, uh, give to the person to do anything with. Right, his his gifts are meant to point people to the sun. Um, and we see in particular churches, not just Bethel or uh, any continuation church, that uh, that oftentimes it. Within about five years, statistically, it leads to um, anathema. It leads to heresy um, within five to ten years. Where now it's focused on um, what went from potentially being a cautious continuationist church to a church that is now full-blown, running around um, <clears throat> doing everything you see crazy in videos. So that that's where that cautiousness comes from. And then the second yeah. part is the. It comes from or the skepticism comes from that and then um what is the holy spirit uh, like what is his job what is he supposed to do so i i can't yeah. deny that the healings happen i i do believe god still heals he's still very
3: active within his creation
0: yeah right.
3: he's not going to leave us um i want to hear about but, this can i can i cut you off for a second logan and yeah. let me uh zilla tell me about this the this, this demon manifestation now you said you because you're so for those who don't know we were talking about it earlier but not when we were live zilla is a tattoo artist all right so you you have i'm sure clientele of all sorts uh i'm sure certainly most of them most or at least half maybe aren't christian probably most of them if i had to guess um you probably find what how what would you say percentage wise that come in that are believers as you're talking about the lord would you say like 25 percent
2: yeah, maybe, maybe about that. We actually,
3: yeah.
2: yeah, it's about that.
3: So tell me about these uh, demonic manifestations. I'm very curious to hear about this because I have a story too. I don't remember if I've told it before, but uh, I, I, I want to hear what you, what uh, your experience has been.
2: I mean, I've seen a lot of demonic manifestations and a lot of times it's been like right before the breakthrough of, uh, I find that my experience with like, people manifesting demons is like that's the demons last that's their last foot that they're standing on because they're they're getting ready to leave the high hightail it out of there. Um specifically with this tattoo client. Um I hope she doesn't come across this. Um
3: you don't have to say your name. It's okay. Nobody's gonna know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it, you know so what? And right. If she does come across this, then praise God because that means she's still seeking the Lord. If she's listening to this podcast, after all, I guess
2: all so. That. I guess so. <laughs> She okay, so we were just to, a friend of mine, we were at working in the shop uh together. He also went to Bethel, was also going to the school supernatural ministry. So naturally him and I would have a lot of conversations concerning the supernatural, concerning whatever uh what God was working with us on our hearts or what we were learning about. And as we began to talk with her, um she was like all on board, uh, but she she started acting a little crazy. Like her limbs started just like curling up, and then her voice started to like have a bit of a
3: growl. Wow! <laughs> and she's like, I, I know what like, this is. She wait, so like, like <laughs> I'm trying. I'm picturing the uh, the transformation of Michael Jackson to the werewolf in Thriller. <laughs> so
2: like, it was a little like that. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I mean, I haven't seen a little bit of it, but. Um, it was a little bit like that and she, instantly she was like, I know what this is because she's had it happen. before." She's, she's had it happen that, before, apparently. She, yeah. She
3: herself, wow. Okay.
2: So she asked to stop the tattoo while she was like freaking out
3: I, and I'm not trying to
2: diminish that in any way, but, right. um, yeah, then prayer started there and, um, it was just, I won't forget it. <laughs> So, I just like you, you expect. Were you talking? You Sorry,
3: go ahead. No, no, no. You're fine. I, I. It's hard to not cut each other off sometimes. So, uh, were were you, were you actively engaged? Like, were you witnessing? Were you preaching the gospel? Were you like how? Were you just tattooing? Like, when? What was the? We thing were, that led up to this.
2: We were doing both. I think we were talking about um, God healing um. Like emotional, uh, like e- healing us emotionally. I, it's hard to remember the conversation right before. I know that we were talking about the goodness of God and His ability to heal us, even in our emotions. I think, I think maybe I was talking about how God had healed me emotionally in some place, and I think that's what it was. Because um, this, I think this specific demon was rooted in shame I don't know how, <clears throat> how to describe that but we weren't like necessarily preaching the gospel but we were giving our testimony of what he had done in our life so in a sense that was the gospel because that was the good news of
3: well, how, you're lifting up Jesus you're glorifying yeah. him. you know I, I can understand if you're if if there is a demonic force at foot and the Lord is being lifted up I can imagine that demonic force is not gonna be happy
2: yeah so okay. that's what happened. <laughs> and yeah.
3: So how would you Logan hearing something like that? What, what are some of your first thoughts? Like, what are you, I mean, are you thinking, are you thinking more in the practical, like maybe there was something physically going on there that wasn't spiritually related, or are you open to the possibility of this really being, you know, a, a modern day demoniacs sort of uh, experience?
0: Yeah, so I, so first off, my my understanding in theology on um, whether demon possession can occur today or not is uh, still being challenged. I'm still searching scripture to see if I still believe it. I've seen some things in my life that I can't explain. Um, and so the first thing, us talking about this immediately brings that back um, to certain things that have occurred in my life. And not to diminish anything that, that you know, we do experience or what I've experienced, because I can't deny that those things have happened.
3: Um, Paul um, says in Ephesians, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And so we're not like, we're not wrestling philosophically against demons, right? I mean, isn't the idea that there is a demonic, uh, some sort of a demonic world that is outside of our. Well, Mm -hmm. so what I meant
0: is I think demon possession and spiritual, like spiritual possession during Christ's time was used in a way to magnify his, his power over not only so we see god we see christ magnify his power over creation right whether we see him magnify his power over um man right when he's healing people and then we see him Absolutely. magnify his power over the supernatural um Absolutely. and I, I think that began to cease currently is my stance um because here's the thing we're sinners it doesn't take it doesn't take demon possession for us to be provoked to feed our flesh um
3: you're right it doesn't so, take two you're right that doesn't like, That's not I, so get it right so and
0: I, and I don't want to flat out say because this is me. like right this is I don't know I don't know we, like, we have I've seen stuff but I've this. also this is a I've reality also,
3: this is a blessing that we're having this once, conversation a, once
0: again skepticism because absolutely people take it and do a show of it I've seen
3: uh yes uh,
0: a Johnny uh get on here and then get Demon possessed, then get the Holy Spirit, then get demon possessed again. Who, right? Uh, she's a, a very famous TikToker now, she's actually doing very well on TikTok. I don't get any of these,
3: um, t- 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 <laughs> I never
2: Yeah, I, I find myself questioning a lot with certain people, also. Um, I but the thing is, it's like if that's the Holy Spirit. And I attest that to anything other than the Holy Spirit, like shame on me, you know, so I don't even touch with that. It's like, I want to step back and observe it and be like, God, is this you? Is this not you? I want to be able to like
0: discern the spirits. But we can can do that. God is very practical. Right. He's like what's so beautiful, but what's so beautiful about christianity is there's no mythology in it right these are historical events that there's there's an ability to track all of this it's all occurred god god uses the natural to to display things in a way that's like oh this this makes sense i can see how the dead or somebody with disease no longer has disease or it rises from the dead it it wasn't like uh, uh, just take a, you know, mythology from, you know, like the Greeks, right? Like you, somebody went down into Hades, pulled somebody out, out somebody else out and that's how they came back to life. No, it's just a word spoken. Lazarus come out. And he came out, right? It, it's very simple and logical. And there, there's, there's really no like manipulation of the story when we, when you look at it both from a, a natural sense and then how the supernatural interacts with the natural. Um, I don't really know what my plan was going into that, actually. I just randomly started saying that.
3: What are you skeptical of? Because, so I think a lot of people probably think that, like, oh, you just would, you'll just believe anything. Like, they're probably thinking to themselves, you'll just think that everything is Jesus. So where do you, A, where do you know when it is the Lord? And what are you skeptical of?
2: I find myself skeptical in a lot of places, mostly specifically when I feel like I'm hearing from God or not. Um, so, in my own life, I found that trying to be skeptical towards whatever God may or may not be doing in somebody else's life is that one's a hard one. Um, I just don't want to be David's wife looking at David before the Lord in his underwear and judging in my heart, you know. So, I, I know that the line there would be how it's affecting other people for instance bill bill johnson my pastor talks about this specifically in a scenario where there was this woman we were they were in worship and there was this woman dancing right by him and he had a feeling like there's something provocative about this and she wasn't necessarily doing anything but it was like really messing with some people's spirits and turns out he was right he had his wife pray over her uh they took her aside and some stuff taken care of i guess um but that was a moment that he had to discern it's like because there's people dancing in the church all the time it's like what makes that one different you know like are, are they moving under their expression and adoration for god or are they is something else going on there it's it's hard to to tell but to, to be able to, like, recognize, like, there's a check in your spirit. I,
0: how, do, how did y'all – what, so what happened there?
2: He felt they, like a – he specifically described that as, like, there was a cold presence, and he walked around the room to see maybe the AC's just on or something. And specifically for him, he was like, no, I've, I've learned to recognize that when this, like, atmospheric shift happens that um, – that's probably some demonic activity or something not right and it it was was why do why do we
3: believe that or accept that
2: can you um well
3: like what he's asking is on what basis so this goes in line with what andrew's question is right here and i don't know if you can see it on the youtube thing it says what biblical standard do we have that helps us to identify and he's he was asking (laughs) about the emotion you talked about oh, a the shame demon. Earlier. I was, yeah. So, what is the biblical? Like, so I, I get what you're saying. Like, I hear what you're saying, but I also think that there's there needs to be, this there needs to be an explanation for this. So, like, how, how do you know that Bill Johnson isn't just making this up? Uh, where can you go in Scripture to know that this is for sure something that the Lord is? Uh, trying to give us wisdom about like what, how do you know?
2: Um,
0: I imagine it's a trust for him, right? Like a, a, a genuine trust for your pastor.
2: Well, I mean, there's that too, but trust is built. You you know, um,
3: yeah, more of an experience probably specifically
2: with, with Bill. Um, it's just been able to see his character, how he handles pressure, how he handles people persecuting, well,
1: Sure. Persecuting gotcha.
2: gotcha. the wrong word, the Uh Him being able to show compassion and love for everybody, um, his attitude—it's just—it's the fruit of the spirit. Like, can I like knowing Bill Johnson personally? Like, I—I've seen the fruit of the spirit, and I've seen like some you out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak, right? I've never heard a single thing from him that I cannot measure with scripture. And, and we have to, like, in the school where everything, we have to go back to Scripture. Like, that's just the way it is. Not everybody believes the same thing, but they do encourage us to take it back to Scripture. Um, specifically for Bill Johnson, like, even aside just taking his word for it, there is an instance in the Bible where there was a woman, I think it was following it was either following one of the apostles, saying, this is the Christ, the son of the these people are anointed by God, you know. Um, And and he was like, he rebuked her. She was speaking the truth, but he rebuked her because it was in the wrong spirit. And his spirit, or he was able to discern that. So we got that. I mean,
0: there's a lot of cultural issues there as well. Like, obviously, they, they found out that she's demon possessed. She's doing like, you know. What I guess magical stuff, right? Like uh, what psych psychics will do, um, and then they cast the demon out of her, and then now they're, they're they're actually wanting like payment for like them, you know, getting rid of their money bag, right? Because they were using her to do uh, certain things.
3: Yeah, that was um, the yeah. It was that that was an axe, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Just Pretty... go ahead. So I guess my question is, why do we accept that I had this cold feeling and then we take something in Scripture, right? So proper hermeneutics and exegesis of what was occurring and then apply that to our experience and say, okay, this is how I came to understand that this woman doing this was in the wrong spirit. Um, And then what so what happened next? Right. So y'all took her away.
2: Uh, yeah, see, uh, this is probably an instance I shouldn't have brought up because I wasn't there to witness it. But I do. I did watch a video of him explaining it. Um, he had his wife pray for her and uh, kind of, I guess, minister to her, talk with her, figure out what's going on. Um, a lot of times it's just having a conversation like, are you OK? Do you, are you Do you need prayer? What's going on type of scenario? I mean, that's very common especially when seeing any sort of manifestation, whether it's like falling under the power of the Holy Spirit, which isn't always happening, but it has, and do some people fake it? Sure. Um,
0: so one of the things we do in, uh, you'll see this in a court of law, right? It's called leading the witness, right? Where you lead them to make make them believe something is occurring, right? So are you are you okay? Uh, is there something going on because this is coming off a certain way? And then they respond in accordance with how uh, you presented the question, right? So leading the witness. Um, we do that in the art of manipulation a lot, all, all the time, right? So we can can influence the individual to respond the way we want them to based on how we approach them, um, which is how, how I would perceive that if I pull somebody off to the side, and then all of a sudden I'm... I'm now looking out for their best interest. What's going on? Then that provokes them to say, Oh yeah, uh, this is going on. I need prayer over this. Right. Versus, uh, nothing's going on at all. I didn't know something was going, or maybe she didn't. I'm speculating obviously cause I wasn't there. Um, but that, that sounds like classic <laughs> leading a witness in that sense.
2: Yeah. I mean, it could be like that. Um, in certain si- situations, it's hard to say cause I'm, not there but I, from what I've witnessed even like we've had like for instance in some other occasions where I have witnessed some things um, uh, it's like I don't know how much I should share <laughs> you I, had, I promise
0: you Zila I promise you I am not judging you I I know I'm I'm on the other fence on things
2: no um, it's totally my
0: it's I, totally and I and I I am a hundred percent being honest with you. And I am saying my heart is open to just seek the truth in everything. If I'm wrong about being a, you know, a cessationist, um, then Lord, please reveal that to me. And right? so please feel the, like you're in Also bear in mind,
3: like there aren't enough people having these conversations. Like I have never seen a Calvinist talking with a Bethel, church member ever i've never seen it i've always only seen objections and responses but i've never this is the f- first time that i've seen this so i i just want people to to understand like what's going on here with this conversation um zilla i you know i don't know if you're feeling if you feel any way uh, at all judged by by either of us but Okay, good. Because I truly like the fruit that I've seen from you, everything that you've said, you know, makes me believe that you are a sister in Christ. So I don't have doubts for that. Um, I think maybe what sometimes maybe what I'm feeling is like, well, gosh, she's showing the fruit of the spirit. She's speaking, uh, you know, like me. So where are why are there differences why do we have a difference of opinion and maybe we can find that common ground you know what i mean go ahead you guys can keep asking talking to each other i just wanted to add
0: so can i just ask for
3: okay so you went there
0: let's start back with your testimony so you why did you go there was something that drew you to bethel specifically and do you work there now? You work in the School of uh,
2: Supernatural No, I, I don't. I'm actually, I just, I'm just in I just am a member. I'm an attendee. I just okay. go to the meetings. Um, have you
3: attended the school itself or just, you just go to the, okay, you have attended. I, I,
2: did, I did first year and then okay. I did it, uh, their Bethel Technology School, which was just a side thing, but connected to Revival Group. What things. is that like?
3: A- like a technology ministry type school like learning how to do yes. like the technical side of church management well
2: it's literally a coding school um oh, it doesn't wow, really have okay. anything to do it doesn't have anything to do with the church it's just trying to like equip people who want to do coding with oh, wow. how we okay. can infuse the kingdom into their life while working um so, yeah, I did first year. I haven't done second year yet because I have a lot of kids, and that would be really hard. <laughs> there's three years. There, there's three years of the school, and so I haven't been able to go through all How three. How many kids do you have? I got five. You have five
3: children? Have all five. your oh. babies? Yeah, they're- good for you. Praise God. That's amazing. Sorry. No, no it's oh, good. It's kids. good. I'm sure you've heard that you don't look like you've had five children. How old are Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> Right? Yeah, how old are they? Are they all one? Did you have triples uh, and twins?
2: <laughs> you know what? I love you guys so much right now, you don't even know. No, it's, <laughs> it ranges from 11 to I have 11, 7, 5, 2, and 11 months.
3: Oh, wow. God bless you, sister. Oh,
2: you just had one. <laughs> wow. I want another baby so bad you'll get, you'll get one. You will.
3: I want more babies too, but my I'm 42 and my wife is not interested in having more children. So grandbabies. A great, yeah. My oldest son has been married for almost a year now. So I'm waiting for those grandbabies, man. I can't wait. I hope they have a bunch. <laughs> just got to That's, amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So, oh, but, so you, you were, uh, so you've attended some of the school, uh, you've ended up staying out there. Um, go ahead, Logan. What were, did you have a, a follow up from that, or I, I, we all? Kind uh, of, I,
0: so I, I'm curious. What you said, there was something in you that wanted to get to California to make that move, and I, I really wanted to press it on that. I wanted to know what that was, um, and then I have a follow on question depending on what your answer is.
2: Okay. Devil. Oh boy. Devil. No. <laughs> it was the devil. no, I. Uh, so the I actually. Devil. Like obviously I had done the school out there over like the video type of school. And, um, that really awoken a hunger. Um, cause at the time I was kind of, I wasn't really on the fence, but I mean, I was, I was not living how I should have been living like in full surrender. Um, that woke up that part of my heart. And then, um, I came out here for Jesus culture. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Um, it's kind of, it's not really here anymore. Got a band?
0: <clears throat> it's it is, a band it's the and band it was in a, a, band. a convention-ish.
1: Oh. It's,
2: like a, it's like a conference type thing, but for youth. Um, so I came out here for that. And I the thing that got me was we were having to pray for everybody. Like they were calling out words of knowledge. Like somebody has this, somebody has this. Go lay your hands on these people and pray for their healing. <laughs> I put my hand, the word of knowledge was there was missing cartilage in a knee. And the guy was like, Oh, that's me. We all gathered around him, I put my hand on his knee. And I felt first off, I felt this like fire heat thing happening. And then I felt like, I don't know how to describe it other than like a pressure. And the guy was not able to bend his knee at all before. And then he was able to bend it after we had prayed for him. And it just kept increasing and the guy was just blown away. He couldn't even believe it, but he was like kind of in shock. And I just remember like, did God just use me to heal, to like, did he work through me to pray for someone? And I actually got to see them healed. Is that, is that a thing that happens? Like God use me. I'm not even anybody, you know? And I was like, I want to chase after that whatever that looks like, I want to chase after God doing what he does. Like he's a healer, he's a redeemer, he's a restorer and him moving in people's lives to that extent, like you can't help but to just give God all the glory and praise. It's just like, God, you love me so much that you would heal me. You care that so much about my, my knee and my ability to work throughout the day, to carry my children, to play with them, that you would heal me. You're a good father. You're a good God. And that broke me. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? If I'm not doing something, you know, if, if I'm not like being a vessel for him to use in however way he's like, okay, cause we can preach the gospel all day long. And yes, it would be amazing if people came, and just like gave their hearts to God. But what's he doing practically in our lives where we can like whoa. actually.
3: Oh, okay. What's the, what's so, the. Whoa? I, no.
0: I would take, I would take the gospel over a healed me any day.
3: Yeah. but I would
0: take the gospel over. I'd rather die with cancer and have the gospel than my cancer removed from me.
3: Yeah, how would you respond so to so you that? Say, so
0: you said something Zila, that resonated with me you said i wanted to pursue that the healing part
2: i i i'm the same way i'm i'm the same way i like is jesus take everything in my life i'll live in a box i just want you right but yeah, we're, you weren't saying the, that you weren't
3: part you you were no, you were absolutely on the fact that god used that that you saw god using you practically for him, not the fact that you were now suddenly like a healer. Yes. But then, okay. no. I, just wanted to get clarification. I think that that's what Logan heard. And so that's why I wanted to. No, hear no,
0: no, 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 no. Oh. I, I heard her right. What I'm okay. saying is okay. why, why keep chasing that?
2: I believe that right,
0: that's why, why, why isn't scripture and the gospel enough? Because what, right, right now we're pursuing things of this world to make our comfort better here. Versus, what if what if there would have been beautiful suffering in his knee never being healed, right? I'm, I'm just saying, like on the opposite, his knee never gets healed, and he preaches a, a, a wonderful message about how God has brought him peace and into situations where that him having a hurt knee actually helped him share the gospel with thousands.
1: That would be a now that his
0: knee is scenario. healed, right. But, but my point is, it's not if we're searching for comfort here and well, healing here, versus just the gospel in general.
1: Well, that is, what was the, what was that the is scenario? It?
3: Like, lead me, help me understand. Like, you guys were at a church. Was this at a church service that this happened? Okay, yeah. so you were. This is at a gathering. This is at a you know uh, the the uh, the weekly whatever worshiping service. So it'll be like if we were going on a Sunday. So this guy's already in, he's in the congregation. So it's not yet, like you walking one, around out. Go ahead.
2: So specifically Jesus culture, it brought in a lot of different people, not just Christians for one. Um, I just want to make a few statements. Um, Please. Sometime like absolutely the gospel above all else. That's the good news. It's what he did for us. It's like, it's the whole point of everything. But with healing, like, it's just, he said to heal the sick, raise the dead, um, cast out demons. That, that's part of what he told his disciples to do. His disciples make disciples. Those disciples make disciples. We, we disciple nations, right? So that's part of the Great Commission in a sense. Is following after what Jesus would do, Jesus' heart for people is to heal them. He, there wasn't a single time that anyone came to Jesus, asked for healing, and didn't get it in the Bible. There's many times with the lepers where only one came back and actually praised him and thanked him, but he still, he still healed three lepers.
0: Do you know the uh, significance one, two, of that? So there's a deeper significance of that is that out of the 11, only one was a Sumerian and the Sumerian who couldn't go to the temple and give what he was supposed to, according to the law of Moses turned back and did what he, the only thing he could do and just praise the one who healed him, which was more beautiful than the 10 that would go and give sacrifices in the temple.
2: That's beautiful. My whole point is like, I don't think that there has to be a separation because the healing leads to it. Like, for instance, I don't need to be healed for me to for me to love God, for the gospel to be enough. like I don't. But the unbeliever might. And it's not that that has to be the only thing, but it it all needs to lead to Jesus. Sometimes I've seen people get healed who. Didn't do anything afterwards. Um, they didn't. They didn't come to church. They didn't anything. But I guess it would be a seed planted, or a, just a way of God showing His love. I don't know. I don't have all the answers to it, but I know that He does whatever He wants.
3: What does uh, What does Bethel teach in regard to? Cause do they? How do they explain when God doesn't heal?
2: That was, that one's actually, it's close to home recently because we just lost Ben Johnson, um, our pastor's wife, to cancer. And we contended for her, prayed for her a lot. And we just have to, that's hard. We we don't know. Like, honestly, a lot of, like, what we have, what teach is... Off.
3: What does that bring up in the people, though? If, if you are, so here's, I think, what I, what I hear some of the, the concerns are if if you are if if a school if the school is teaching that god has given is giving these gifts freely and we have the ability to also act in these gifts now it, obviously if you're a cessationist none of this is going to make sense anyway you kind of already have to be a continuationist to be able to to kind of have this part of the conversation or skeptical thanks Drew. Yes. I, i'm no i'm just Look, you're not the only person here, dude. We've got 12 other people on TikTok and, and and in YouTube. But, um, so if 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 the church is teaching that we all have this gift and, and you know, or we have access to the gift, possibly, right? Um, how, yeah, how, how do you, um, how do you deal with? The fact that i mean because you'll hear i'm sure you've heard this well why aren't you in hospitals healing kids with cancer right like isn't that a common objective to a lot of healing ministries is well if you believe that god has given you the gift of healing why aren't you going devoting your entire life to healing kids with cancer right so how do how is it presented um in the teaching when when they say well you know we have this gift you have access to this gift you can heal people through, you know, God can heal people through you, um, but sometimes it doesn't happen. So is there some sort of reconciliation there or is it just, to, you not know, I have, I mean, I would hope that they don't, that they're not teaching. You don't have enough faith and that's why it's not happening. so, no, okay. so, so walk me through that concept.
2: Uh, so there's actually quite a bit of teachings one is perseverance pushing through even when you don't get an answer right away even if you don't have the faith for it just keep pressing in there's that (laughs) there was a time when bill was saying that he someone approached him at like a healing conference or something for prayer and he was like he, he says that ultimately he always believes that it's in God's will to heal somebody. But he said in a specific instance, it wasn't. And I have to go freshen up on that one time. Um, but it's not like, it's not like it wasn't because, oh, well, she doesn't have enough faith. Cause it's like, it, technically it's supposed to be the person praying who's supposed to have the faith for it. Apparently. But um, when, specifically with like benny johnson um we contended for it like at her funeral what we did when we didn't get the the blessing of her healing and it was it it was really hard is what you see is us as a congregation we filled up this whole civic center for her funeral we worshiped god and thanked him anyway this is what that's biblical we praised him for what he did in benny's life even though we didn't get the breakthrough, even though we didn't get the healing, but we still believe even though you didn't heal Benny, you are a good God. And we don't know. We don't know why. We don't have to know why. But we're going to press into what we what we believe is within your character, and that's your loving father. You care for those who are the sick, who are the poor, who are the orphan, and that's who we're going to serve. I mean, in service, not serve, but... Yeah, that was a really hard service, actually. It's, it's actually the second person we lost to, we've actually lost quite a few people, but um, Bill Johnson's dad, we lost to cancer, and his wife, we, we lost to cancer. And it's it's hard because as a church, we contend tend to see um, specifically healing over cancer. That's what we pray for, that's what we intercede for, is we want to see God like
3: eradicate cancer
2: and even if he doesn't, we'll still love him. He's God. He's good anyway.
3: So when when Bill says when he makes a statement that he believes that every that that God wants everybody to be healed, then it it seems to me that there has to be a counter to that if the fact that everybody is not healed. So what is the? How do you make such a? How? Well, you're not him, so you probably can't answer this for him. But how how? How do you reconcile him making such a bold statement that God wants to see everybody healed, and yet that isn't the case? What is the reconciliation there?
2: He's just literally brought up um, just contending for it and being, finding a heart of thankfulness in the in the midst of it. Uh, he's never, ever said anything like, you don't have enough faith. Um, right. In fact, he's spoken, like, against that that is a thing. Um,
1: So you you did say a a second. cool
2: thing to say to somebody who's dying of cancer, you know? Well, obviously, I mean.
0: You said said a minute ago that uh, the person doing the healing has to have the faith for the person being healed, right? Or is it the person being healed that has to have the faith for them to be healed?
2: Uh, there was a statement said about like, if like, pray for somebody out of faith or like that it's going to happen, like out of the place of victory, out of the place of the, where the cross was, you know. Uh, yeah, the
0: manifestation idea, right? Manifest it, it comes into existence, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, obviously, but faith like can move mountains, right? Faith is small as a mustard seed. So, I mean, okay. That, that, but, they don't necessarily okay, so
2: teach then- the whole manifest it and it becomes but like pray for the will of God to be done and that's what we do we partner
3: so So, do you you think God would if God intends somebody to be healed but the person that is praying for the healing doesn't have faith (laughs) how do you reconcile that with like is is there something that is preventing God from doing that healing um I don't
2: I don't think anything's preventing God from anything but I, I do in his sovereignty I I believe that he partners with with his people like he works through us like to, to love and to care for one another like through his people um i i don't believe that anything can hinder god um but right. he chooses to do what he wants you know you,
3: uh, when you say he partners can you just give us some clarification on on that wording because i think i understand it but just for 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 all of our sakes everybody's sake
2: yeah um when we pray for things and we say, Your kingdom come, your will be done. We're recognizing his sovereignty, but we're speaking it out loud. And, and like, like prayer is for a reason, right? So, like, we're prayer is in a sense partnering with God when, when you're able to like pray for his will to be done and his kingdom to come. Um, I guess you, you're setting back, like, hey do what you want to do, what you're going to do. And I mean, like, I don't
3: know how to explain it better than that. You're actively asking for something, right? Like you are specifically asking. So in the sense, in the case of prayer, you are, you're saying, you know, Lord, please heal this person. And yet the caveat is nevertheless, Lord, your will be done. So it's like, it's, well, it's my desire that that you heal this person, Lord. Right. However, my desire always has to come seconds to your will, right? To God's will. So we can have a desire, but it doesn't, you know, like I desire to win the lottery. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to, right? Like we're not trying to just, you know, uh, speak abracadabras and say, yep. this is going to be so, yeah. So just for clarification, you, you're, you are saying that it's like, it's, it's a um, on our part, it seems to be like an active request and and we go to it in faith in hope that God does the does the healing however we submit fully to his will that when it doesn't happen it's his will still if it happens it's his will if it doesn't happen it's his will we are just the ones asking right like does that make sense
2: uh, i mean and it, that doesn't even necessarily mean we stop either you know like We're who wasn't
3: praying what do you mean
2: we don't stop praying for something. Like if it doesn't happen right away, let me still keep praying. It, it was, well, oh God, I brain farting here, but somebody going to the king over and over again. And he was like, I don't want to do the will of this like beggar woman because it's anything I want to do or because I feel I have to, but she's annoying me. So I'm going to do it. Not saying that God, just to clarify, not saying that God is annoyed by our prayers, but he was like, how much more would the father do for his children when, when we ask, you know, like not just ask, but like really contend for something. And sometimes in prayer, when we're asking for something and, and we're like contending for it over and over again, it's not necessarily him like giving us something, but also uh, him changing us in the process too. And that's yeah, outside, of, yeah.
3: Prayer is far more about us in submitting to, to his will, I think. Um, you know, we, we ask, but God ultimately has the final say. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, Logan, did you have more questions on that?
0: Uh, just uh, one of the comments says he respects consistency. I, I disagree with that completely. Um, I think it's our our natural desire that makes us want to keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, even though... He may have already given us an answer or the Holy spirit quite literally is putting it on us, our heart for us to, to pray again. But God is you, you can pray once and it be done. Lord, I, I, I want this to happen. This is what I want. Nevertheless, your will be done and you can just sit back and trust that one of those two things are going to occur or both, right? So both things, I want this to be done and it's according with God's will and both things occur or um, only his will is done and whatever it is you were praying for, it doesn't come through. Right. But if you, how do, how can we say, I, I know in our flesh and in our, in our earthly desires, we want to just reiterate Lord once again, this is what I want, but he knows and you've brought it to him once. And then you just sit back and trust. Um, it, there, there's, there's two sides of us constantly, right? So, like, I guess the question that was brought up is how—what'd uh, you say, Drew? Um, how does God use us, right, to like <clears throat> do things? Is that how we got onto this topic?
3: Um, I'm not sure. We've it was, talked. A, we've talked about a lot of things, so I'm not sure. But whether. it was—it was. It, was, um, it
0: God. Was healing God, God you, yeah, and God used. Yeah, because you said a statement that God is using us or uh, we are we are a means at which he performs certain things uh, in, to occur, right? And quite literally it does, right? The scriptures were written by men, but not alone.
3: Men are preachers. Right. You know, we preach the it, word of God. We deliver the message of the gospel from the pulpit uh, or wherever we are. So, I mean, obviously... When, when God gave us the gave us the command to go out, go into all the nations and, and teach and baptize, you know God could do that Himself, but He does in some sense use man to bring Himself the most glory. So I mean, He does use us, like we yeah. do have. We you know um, anyway, yeah.
2: It's in our weakness that His that His. Power down is gosh, why am I brain farting so bad? It's in our because you're on the spot,
3: that's why. Yeah, we all yeah. we're bad test
0: takers, you don't have, you're not
3: a good test, taker is what it is. Your phone in front of you, <laughs> and you can record it over and over again. And if you make a mistake, you just
2: I know you should see how many times I do that. I'm like, wait, that was it the right thing to say, and I go back and right, delete delivery,
3: it. <laughs> delivery was the same, yeah. No, it's like
2: um, our weaknesses.
0: Zilin, a lot of my issue is the the. Mm-hmm. So two things um, when it comes to healing and gifts, right? Because uh, there's a lot of things your church does that I really want to touch on. Um, but the the manipulation of the gifts uh, for selfish gain, um, and that's one of the reasons I, I shy away from even considering myself a continuationist because I don't want to be associated with the potential for that to to continue. Um, and then the desire for the gifts
3: versus the, the cross. Yeah. How do you, how do you rectify that within the church? Because I imagine that you see probably there's gotta be a good amount of people that come in that are really just seeking the gifts. I mean, biblically speaking, there was Simon, the literal wizard back in the book of Acts. <laughs> the literal wizard. Who was like, let me, how much is this Holy Spirit? You know, let me pay for it. How much does it cost? So, um, how and, much and what did
0: the holy I- spirit do right began to kill him and peter stopped it right prayed and it was it was just a, sen- a in a sense to show that this is not what you do with my gifts
3: yeah so how does the how does the church like weed out some of that how do you guys it, that's got to be something you guys talk about right
2: i think that whole issue goes to the tares and the wheat right yeah. kind of God sorted out. Um, it's hard to police a lot of that. I mean, we, we, we see a lot of different people come in. And I mean, when it gets real bad, like there's been some straight weirdos coming to the church before. I think some guy was trying to preach, uh, just some random guy who just started coming to the church, uh, started to get a lot of people to like do this like Christian swingers
3: thing. Yeah, I've heard of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what in the world? So they, I would like to say they excommunicated him, but really they just, they tried to like connect him with people that would like actually help um, shift perspective and and maybe repent, you know, Um, so that they have to work on more of a discipleship basis with individuals or weird things like that.
3: Did you um, see that happening? You see them being, the church is pretty active in, in that and noticing stuff like that that needs to be addressed?
2: Yeah. Um, one of the scenarios eh, that was really bad is uh, that guy that I was working with in a tattoo shop who was actually going to the school, um, he was using, he, he had a real problem. He He was using his Christianity to let women feel safe around him. Uh. He would find, Yeah. You find minors who would, um, trade. Hey, you can't technically get tattooed, but I'll do you a favor if you do me a favor. And as soon as I found that out, I took it to, I took it first. I took it to the church. I should have taken. I mean, I eventually got it to the police, but, um, took it to the church and they went directly and did some like investigation and he was not allowed in there anymore. And all the information they could give to the authorities they did, but they didn't have as much as I did, unfortunately. Um But they were very quick to protect people he came in contact with. But unfortunately you don't know until you know,
3: and that's yeah, just, that's not just a Bethel issue. There's predators. Yeah, I was about to say that. That's
0: a that's a that's a man issue.
3: Yeah, center um, issue. It's the patriarchy's issue. That's why. No, um, I. I meant man
0: isn't human. Not man. <laughs> male.
3: I know.
1: <laughs> but <still laughs> no. we won't hold that one again. Bethel.
2: Yeah, specifically, that there's. It's they. They try to stay on top of things, but they they also try to allow room for questions you know like it's very important that you can have questions cuz like what kind of father would we have if like what what kind of father would or what kind of mother would I be if my children came to me with questions and I'm like well shame on you for even asking right so like they try to leave space for questions like we don't i'm pretty sure we have some calvinists at the church i'm pretty sure we've got you know some i wouldn't say we have any sensationalists whatever <laughs>
0: Can you get back to me on that? Do you have
3: Calvinists at your church? I we, we,
2: I think we do. I think we do. I think we had some in the school. Um, honestly, Sam uh, Storms,
3: man, you got to read that book, Convergence, Logan. I told you about it. Sam Storms, he's a charismatic Calvinist. I tell you, dude, they're they're out there, they exist. <laughs> uh, so, what
0: about other things? Um, so moving away from the gifts, what, what are some other things that the church teaches that, um, that you've heard or that, uh, people have pushed back against you. Um, Grape you want to kind of, yeah, kinda let's kinda talk make... about that. Yeah. Let's take, let's talk about that. Cause Andrew made the joke, right? He, uh, he got his blanket out of the car and he's ready to lay on some graves. Right. Um, so, yeah. so, what's, so what's, what's
3: the, what's the truth what's the behind deal that? with the grave sucking?
2: <laughs> so there was a circulating photo of our late pastor, uh, pastor's wife, Benny Johnson, laying on a grave, um, and <laughs> she was she was cool, like, she was just a, a cool lady, I just want to point this out here, because she's she just passed, uh, she was an intercessor, and very prophetic, and kind of kooky in a lot of ways, in the best ways possible, like, she she just was not afraid, she's just not afraid of anything, like, she's like, God, I'm chasing you, I'm submitting to you, whatever. That, that's just a preface for that, just to honor her. Um, Danny Silk and Chris valatin our pastors, have done a whole teaching called uh, A Culture of Honor. And that is like recognizing that God has an identity and purpose, like little gold nuggets in a way, inside every person. And it's we recognize and honor the bits of his identity that we see in each person. And we call out that bit of identity in that person, like say um, my children, um, even my two year old who, who can't like necessarily considered himself saved. And I mean, he could potentially pray the sinner's prayer, whatever, but, um,
3: where is this in scripture
2: um I will have to look that up actually well, I get
3: have there. The don't answer. derail the conversation yet <laughs> <laughs> I <wanted> to, yeah <laughs> experience
0: first explanations then crossing.
2: yes please um go for it keep going we're made in God's image I think did, I think my headphone shut off did is there an I, echo
3: you, you sound good to me
2: okay okay so recognizing like God made man in His image, so there's like a little piece of, of God in each person, and that's I don't know how to freaking describe that. Uh, I'm sorry, just bear with me. Like a soul? Are we talking about? I mean, yes. Like uh, our souls, like I guess, are pointing towards God. Like we we come from God. He has a He has a plan and a purpose for for you get with you surrender. You know your life, whatever. Um, it's just the recognizing and honoring that in somebody else. It's like, I can look at my two-year-old who's not necessarily saved, hasn't prayed the sinner's prayer. And I see God's all over him. Like he has a beautiful ability to just be like strong and courageous, just that that's who he is. And I think that that's something that God's placed inside of him. That's, it's a gift. And I, I recognize that and I honor that. In him. And So we, we would when,
0: agree that God, sorry, I was, I was, I was just going to say, we would agree that God gives us abilities and uniqueness about us that make us individuals, that um, we can attribute those, those unique abilities to God, right? Like me being an artist comes from, I can only imagine from God himself, right? Genetically, I can like look that to you. My dad was an artist, his dad, right? So there's there's that. Um, but why why my, me and my family, right? Why, why us? Um, but you're, you're saying, are, when you say honoring, do you mean like tapping into?
2: No. No, I just mean like seeing that in somebody, like for instance, in my two-year-old, I see that he's brave and courageous and I look at him and I'm like, God, you are good. And you're amazing because I'm seeing the glory of your your goodness on my two-year-old. And I'm just going to praise you for that. So that that's considered, we call that a culture of honor, like honoring each other just by recognizing it and praising God for who he is and how he's affecting this individual person. Well, like we
1: have,
3: C.S. Lewis or Charles Spurgeon, yes. you know, great exactly. preachers had a certain gift or ability about them. So we honor, kind of honor their memory, honor the ability that God had given them. uh, And by kind of recognizing, not saying that, you know, like we're not praying to Mary here. We're just saying like, hey, C.S. Lewis was a gifted orator. Charles Spurgeon, gifted orator. You know, those are, is that, is that along the lines of what you're saying? Yes, yes, we're we're going. So how how does that connect with the grave soaking? Sorry. No,
2: I'm kind of Get in there. There. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. In there. I'm a please, slow I'm winded. I'm so sorry.
3: <laughs> no, no, you uh, don't have. So, sorry, you have Logan interrupting you every three seconds.
2: Within this culture of honor, we recognize those who have gone before us, whether they're pastors or just revivalists or whatever, and we just honor and we're saying, God, please, God, do this again. What you did in His life, do it again. Do it in my life. You know, whatever. Now with Benny, she was just having a moment. Where she was just going into her prayer closet, essentially, and just thanking God, praising God for what He did in this person's life, and she may have been laying on a grave. She wasn't sucking the grave, thinking that somehow she's making a connection with the dead. For one, the dead are dead; they don't care about anything going on here. We know this.
3: <laughs> um, I was hear you say that, though. I mean, people need to hear that sort of confirmation. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that you're addressing it.
2: Yeah. Um and like at first I think where it grew traction is we have a lot of people in the school who will like take something and they're very zealous and they'll just go and run with it. And so by seeing that, some students did that and they were very quickly corrected. Um
3: but it was too late. By the time it happened well, it, it got to the internet, it was too late. Okay. Yeah. I, so I, the
2: I, internet I, kind of ran with that. Um okay.
3: Did, but did, was it, there ever a
0: statement from Benny or Bethel that like, hey, this is not?
2: Yes, what... actually, any of the questions that you guys have with anything, they finally came out with the channel on the Bethel uh, YouTube page called Rediscover Bethel, and they go into very deep um, explanations and recollections of all the things. Well, but, so
3: they're aware of the of the uh, of the. Uh... The objections that folks oh have. yeah,
2: there's whole ministries dedicated to being anti Bethel. We have yeah. we have a lot of uh, stuff happening here. Sure.
3: Well, and you know, let's be fair. When you have eleven thousand people going to your church, you get a lot of attention, and there are going to be people. Uh, there are going to be people that that want to uh, exploit that for their own personal gain. You know there's there's you know the same thing that we say about those that try to keep the law as like a display of oh look at this holiness look at how well i can do this and how well i can keep the law there are people out there that use that same method in polemics where it comes to oh look how much i can point out the faults of this church and they they can wear that as a badge of honor in some way. So, we have to be realistic. We can't just say, well, just because Justin Peters, which I love. I love Justin Peters. But just because he's really good at finding the fault in various ministries, we, you know, we don't know what's really going on in his heart. Look at Robbie Zacharias. A great apologist for did did his ministry for what 30, 40 something years? And it didn't come ever didn't come out that he was abusing and uh, asserting sexual dominance over people and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we we have to be realistic here. So I'm just trying to give benefit of the doubt to Bethel on your behalf, because I think that you've done a very good job so far in uh, explaining some of this and. And uh, I want to be graceful again, I, I'm not trying to just say hey, everything that you say and believe is 100% accurate and right. I don't know that, but I do want to give grace where, where we can. And just like I said at the start of this, whether they preach Christ in pretense or in truth, Paul says I rejoice because Christ is preached. So but but and I, if, are they preaching Christ actual?
0: Right. And I I have to ask whether in
3: pretense or in truth, Logan, what does that mean? Do you know what pretense means?
0: Right. But are we talking about the same Christ?
3: Well, okay, sure. All right. I'm going to I'm going to step back and let you go ahead. So I just want he doesn't
0: believe Jesus was fully God, fully man, simultaneously. Who doesn't? He is. He uh, you're her pastor.
2: Yes, he does. But his 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 own his own.
0: I've 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 listened to his own uh, interviews. I've read his like I've seen like uh, quotes out of his books that show that he like separates the spirit of God from the man of Christ, spirit like Christ's deity from his
2: manhood. So this is the purpose, and I. I I know the argument. Um, we have like a statement of our faith, and it is that Jesus was fully Christ and fully man. And from that, fully Christ, fully man. Fully Christ, fully man. I mean, I'm so I'm so fully God, fully man. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um. So out of that is the spring of like all of all of the teachings. And if you don't look at those teachings through the lens of Jesus Christ is God, then I'm sure that would be very confusing because there's a lot to unpack in his, his teachings. But he does address this even in those videos. Um, like, yes, Jesus Christ was fully God. If he wasn't God, then everything doesn't matter. Like every, nothing, nothing we're doing here matters if Jesus wasn't God. And- um, Correct. When he's unpacking that there was any sort of. Uh, separation, that's the word separation sorry.
0: or division between his nature,
2: between like the God part of him and the human part of him, he did a lot of um, like it was the, the whole purpose of like him even bringing that up was talking about like he said that with all the miracles he did that you will do this and even greater. So how could we do that if we're not God? So he did a lot of things as man through his power of, of just being a human, but he had the full authority of the Godhead within him. Like he, he was God, but he also gives us authority through Christ to, I guess, cast out demons and do all the things. But the whole point of that separation was it was not really a separation, but was just to be like, hey, we can't really do any of these things if we're not God. If he did that as fully God. I mean, does, does that make any sense?
0: Well, so no. Um, because the Holy Spirit is how we do any of those things. Yes. It's not it's not it's not me so there wouldn't be need to be a separation between the deity of god and the um the, or the deity of Christ and the man of Christ right separating his natures um, the, the the issue is is that drove him to say that Jesus was born again right and that's where he leads in that com- in it. that so it, i wish I, I wish i remembered the name of the book
3: Hang on. Um, I have the, the I have the video that we can. Uh, give me a second. Yeah, but
0: I've seen the quote several times. I'm trying to think of the name of the book.
2: <clears throat> I've like, if, like uh, in all the ten years that I've been there, I've never heard him say Jesus was born again. But I do, I do. I've heard that we're born again, and
0: right because we're we're, we're in need Holy of Spirit. being born again. Yeah, right? we're in need of being born again because. We're, we're dead in our sin, but Christ who is sinless, right? Born of a what virgin, was the name those of the, are essential.
3: That channel that you sent me, uh, Logan, do you remember? No. And I can't, I can't once I started oh, yeah. this, I can't remember. I'm going to just my to black out for just a second here. I will be back so I can find it. Did he go away? He paused. He paused. I did, but I'm still here in the thing. going to find it here and Zila, please
0: don't feel like you've like you need to speak for him like that is not like if if i could i would love to have him on the Doctors of red but we can't like
3: that's right. just not gonna i'm going to show you here i'm going to pull this up so we can all walk <laughs> i don't
2: know you out. might oh
3: yeah hey well you know what we have a connection <laughs> We could ask. You could maybe uh hook us up and be like, "He likes me, but size. he don't
2: like me that much."
3: <laughs> he doesn't be- like you? Be-
2: no, he likes me.
3: Oh, okay. Um, because
2: of
0: the size <laughs> of the church and the fame of the church, do you feel it is difficult to build community within the church? So I imagine naturally as human beings, there's been a, a developed hierarchy of who's in the know, right? And you see that in small churches as well, like staff. Um, but I imagine on that level, you have people who, you know, music ministry, I imagine they are seen as, you know, different than just the regular person who comes into church. So, do you, do I mean, do you find it hard to find community with, um, like, can you reach out and talk to him and, like, hey, I'm dealing with this? Or is he, or do you have to go to, to a to pastor? Um, it's
2: a... I guess it's different for everybody, and the only reason is is because there's been people who've been so upset with Bethel that they've actually tried to, like, rush the stage and assault Chris Vallotton. <laughs> so oh, wow. they have to kind of be careful um, with that. Um, for me, I've known Bill Johnson for a while, so I, I can reach out to him. Um, I, I've had to reach out to him to, to hook me and my ex has been up with the marital counseling and I've had to reach out to him for my own like counseling. He, he actually, he's been kind enough to like, in the beginning of my divorce, he paid for my kids to have like a Christmas and gave me wow. money for my rent for my house. So like, wow. he's very generous and nobody really talks about that. Um, but like, I mean, like, it just depends on, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of, he does that for a lot of people, but not just like anybody only because, I, I mean, he, he blesses a lot of people, but like, can anybody reach out to him? I, I feel like there has to be a level of vetting because of sure. safety reasons. Uh, yeah, again, I, it, I mean, it's I, mean
0: a, I, it's a large church. I don't blame him for that. It's a large church, right? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, well, so I, I wouldn't blame him for that, but then also I would, I would say that that church is too big. And it I just don't like big churches. several different. I agree. Well, I think it's hard to it's hard to manage. Right. Um, one person can't manage 11,000 people. Right. And biblically, like we even see Moses divide the, the nations of Israel into their own little sections True. and True. own little True. leaderships. And right. Um,
2: we have a right. bunch of campuses and. Um, churches that we've broken up pastoral places. Like they, they have a church in Texas, I think now, mm. um, Eric and Candace Johnson have a church in Texas Then there's Jesus culture in Sacramento. Then we got some other places like they, they plant churches and stuff and we have different services and a bunch of different pastors. Like there's more than one pastor, but then there's like the head pastor and that would be Bill. and would be there. like a
3: Bishop over overseeing several different churches, kind of like Catholicism in some way. Um, I mean, not. I'm not trying to give a direct correlation, but you've got the Pope who kind of like directs the cardinals and those that the elders and then they kind of go out and then they have different satellite uh, churches and stuff like that. makes it uh,
2: more intimate on a level, like yeah. being able to be held accountable to, you know, pastor yeah. or whatever.
3: All right. I'm going to pull up this this quote real quick. And uh, if you want to just. If, if you don't know enough about it to give us a good response, that's totally fine too. No, uh, no pressure. But uh, this comes from a YouTube video called "The Twelve False Teachings of Bethel." So just be prepared <laughs> for for what it is. I'm sure you've already heard all of this stuff before, but uh, we'll go ahead and play it and, and let you give a, uh, a little insight to this. You can hear Bill Johnson say it right here.
4: I don't know. Did you know that Jesus was born again? I asked the first question first service and he said no but i will show you it's in the bible jesus was born again he had to be he became sin hebrews 1 it Uh, says this for to which of the angels
0: so just for anyone watching um when when we in theology or even in the early church like you'll see writings from uh the early church fathers, when we say that God became sin, right? And the imputation of sin on him doesn't mean that he became a sinner, but that our sin was assigned to him. Those are very different things, right? Jesus didn't become a sinner, but our sin was assigned to him. Um, and that's important because that's a major portion of the gospel that our sin is now ripped from us, assigned to Christ and his righteousness is then placed on us. Um, I just wanted, just for everyone watching and listening, that the the idea there isn't that Jesus became a sinner, but that he is paying the price, right? He became the propitiation for our sins. Um, So I just wanted to clarify there.
4: Angels, did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. In Acts 13, he explains that. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, and that He said that He has raised up Jesus, as it is also written in the second Psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. And that He raised him from the dead no more to return to corruption. He was born through Mary the first time, and through the resurrection the second time. He was born
3: again. All right, so what is your what are your thoughts on that, Zillah?
2: Uh, I think that's more of a play on words to just kind of like. I'd, I'd have to hear the rest of the sermon because it's easy to take like snippets out and to like really scrutinize things. Um, that's fair. But specifically, under just knowing that how he talks about everything else is like yes, Jesus became the 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 thing that all of our sins were cast upon and the wrath of God was cast upon Jesus. And it's like, I, I agree with that. Um, born again. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think he was trying to make a point for the believer. Um, I, I'd have to hear the rest of the sermon. Unfortunately. That's that's fair.
3: Yeah. I mean, if I were to, if I were to try to think about how could he possibly not mean what he, what we think he means when he says that. Um, I I think that the illustration that he's trying to portray is that, you know, that Christ was born as a human. He was born into a human body so that it was, you know, kind of his first birth. Right. Uh, But then his becoming sin and then uh, raising from the dead, maybe it's just a poor choice of words to say born again, because (laughs) the idea that, there, the danger in th- that God died, like the dan- the danger in that theological statement that God, that he stopped being God for even a moment, I think is, is that that borders or not even borders, but really crosses over a line of the holiness of God and and, and who he is. Right. Or, I mean, yeah. You'd also have God
0: killing God. Right.
3: Right. So we, I um, think we, we agree that that's not the case. That it, it wasn't that God killed Jesus, uh, that he he gave up willingly gave up his his life his body, uh, but it's that same body that he took upon himself. He never stopped being God. He never stopped being the Son. He didn't stop existing for three days. You know, uh, he, he didn't. It's not like what Joyce Meyer teaches that he went down into hell and preached to the to the souls in hell. You know, so. What is, I mean, obviously, Zilla, it doesn't sound like you agree with the idea that Jesus was born again. So you think it's just uh, maybe a misunderstanding or a cherry picked, uh, you know, kind of a out of context statement maybe could have been worded better?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I find that that happens a lot. <laughs> I like, yeah, honestly, it, it happens a lot. Um, so,
0: and I and I always try to like anytime I see somebody like make fun of elevation or hill song on a video or even uh you know reformed wiki when i watch their like videos on current events i i always try to go and find where they got that video and what the like total context was and and for everyone watching this please don't do that with scripture right if i if i'm not going to do that with scripture i shouldn't do that to somebody else and like take something they said out of context um Please read the whole chapter, read, read, you know, the, the sections that are being said and why, why Paul is writing the way he is or why, you know, the gospel is leading up to this specific portion the way it is or, um, you know, just the total totality of scripture. Don't just take a verse. You Did you lose me?
3: No, I got you. I wish I could remember the book. Some uh, saved by the blood makes a good point. He think people think that Paul washer is a works-based salvationist and he definitely is not. Uh, but you know, you can take things out of context. And I think that's fair. Like let's remember that people can take the Bible out of context. People can take each other out of context. Uh, I think it's very easy in today. I mean, I believe the media takes all kinds of things out of context, politically speaking. So um, you know, we, I, I, don't, you know, I want to be, I don't want to be hypocritical um, and say, well, you know, uh, well, he definitely means that just because I heard a 15 second clip of, of what he was trying to explain. So, uh, I want to be graceful there too. I think, I think, you know, it's easy to to kind of pile on and crap on some of these mysteries that we don't understand, um, and which is why I'm really just blessed to have this conversation tonight because uh i had some nerves about it just i I didn't want it to go uh in a negative way i didn't i certainly didn't want to make anybody feel uh outcasted or you know less of a person um and uh, i didn't want to argue so um yeah yeah and i didn't
0: want to argue either i i I want to have conversations and hear hear like what y'all believe from somebody that actually and you're not just somebody that goes there. You're a member. You're somebody attending and potentially going to uh, continue and going to the supernatural school um, um, and and learning more. Um, I would love for us to continue dialogue and try to reason together um, on certain things that I have contention with, and then your response uh, those, and you know why you why you find truth there
3: i just love i really do love this guys i i uh this this went uh in a much better direction than i even thought it would go
2: <laughs> y'all scared y'all scared and
3: uh you were scared yeah, she's bad to bring no y'all sons. were
2: scared <laughs> like she's gonna get on here and start yelling at us in tongues <laughs> I, I know man What about a honda do
0: y'all you know. speak in tongues
2: huh
0: do y'all speak in tongues there regularly
2: yeah, we speak okay. in tongues. So
0: Bethel it, is a Pentecostal church?
2: I think that what, they what, define what themselves. It's
0: non-denominational, in? but non-denominational. what would y'all fall closely under?
2: Probably Pentecostal. I, it's hard for me to like, even though I like grew up in church and all this, it's hard for me to like distinguish between them all. Like, to be honest.
3: Yeah, I mean, Pentecostal me, is kind of a weird blanket statement that just really, uh, because you could say charismatic, you could say assemblies of God, which also I guess would be considered charismatic and Pentecostal as well. So um, when you guys speak in yeah, tongues, they, I mean, you are a charismatic, is there, church, yeah. is there an interpretation? Because the Bible, you know, that's the thing that I've always said is like, look, I think it's, I think, I still think speaking in tongues can be possible and still be around. I've prayed in tongues before, um, back in my heretic days, but you know I've become a Calvinist, so obviously I don't do that anymore. But uh, I do wonder, <laughs> like, so how does it go with the with it, with interpretation? How can you give us an example of something like that? So,
2: the best example I can like, there's not like somebody standing on the side like a sign language person like interpret okay. interpreting stuff, but. What I've observed is sometimes like during worship, like there'll be like this outflow of tongues and then this reeling it back in. And then I hear them come out with a spontaneous song directly afterwards. And I'm like, maybe that was the interpretation. I don't know. But what I do know is that <laughs> there's a, there's this verse about uh, like, okay, let me, let me reel it back in real quick, hold on. I, I don't know how to, talk about it for me speaking in tongues is like obviously like it's just like this emotional like non-restrained thing and and people would argue do that in the closet right like as to not cause confusion but it's like
3: yeah i mean the bible says that that's pretty good
2: yeah yeah so and that's for like people who don't know what's going what's going on right like for me and this isn't not this is not what Bethel teaches This is just me like if everybody knows what's going on like that person speaking in tongues that person's having a moment with god like let's just like you know whatever like is it really that confusing that, that's just me now that that's out of the way um nobody like gets on the microphone unless it's like during worship and starts speaking in tongues unless they're like praying and and typically if there's like if there's ever this this moment of speaking in tongues like it's directly followed by some words so I That's all I can say about that. Um, It seems like almost like a filler redirect. Like,
3: I don't know. Do you know, have you ever heard of the, of the, the Indian practice of Kundalini?
2: I have heard of it, but not until after all the anti-Bethel
3: videos. Well, so I'm just curious, like for, for me, if I was in, if I was attending, Bethel and seeing, you know, what one of the other mirrors the other. So either whether it's Kundalini mirroring mirroring Pentecostal, you know, uh, Christianity, or it's Pentecostal Christianity mirroring Kundalini, does it ever cause you concern as a believer that maybe there is a Uh, crossing? Like, do you have that moment where, uh, because the Kundalini thing is pretty real. I've seen, I've seen the, it it happen in the Hindu religion. um, And it it looks very similar to the things that we see in a lot of charismatic churches. So do you ever feel like pause from that? Do you ever feel like, ah, like, what if, what if I've got, like, what if I'm being led in the wrong direction? Do you ever have like any moments of pause or. Uh, did you ever go through anything like that
2: uh i think everybody does um if if like you're feeling something like maybe during worship or whatever and like that you feel like the strong sense of like emotion and you're reacting to it somehow maybe it's emotion or not i feel like i just want to preface that we should be moved in our emotions by god um i i, I do like i also think we we do need to have a sound mind, but like we need him to be the God of our emotions and our spirit. And sorry, I have some. Why do you believe that? Um, I want to love him with all my heart, all my soul and all my mind. Um, I want my emotions to be like in reaction to him. Not not be any. Emo- I don't know if emotionalist is the is the correct terminology, but. Every part of my being, I want to be in submission and reaction to what he's doing in my life and to only give emotions and and reactions to the things of this world and to like even my own sense of whatever. If I'm not moved by my emotion, I feel like when we worship God, it's like our us bringing our emotions into alignment to what he, he's doing in our lives or just... just like if I'm praising him in a worship song or something and I am moving my emotions to make this too.
3: You're fine. Don't worry about it. That's it's all good.
2: Uh,
3: our <laughs> podcast. If it was any other professional podcast, we would have kicked you off a long time ago, but this is our podcast. Yeah.
2: Why you have people calling you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daily wire coming 2023. Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I just, I, that I guess that's my own personal conviction. It's like I want my emotions. I want to be moved emotionally by by God. Also, a, alongside of just like I just I don't want like a stoic faith, you know. I I mean I could have one. I'm fine with that. But He gave us emotions.
3: I don't have any issues with them. I cry. I you know, for for a grown man, I I am very emotional. Like when I when I'm reading scripture.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm I get very emotional uh, with the Lord. I'm very, I become very grateful for all he's done. Uh, I start to see his majesty and it just, it, it definitely draws out. Like I don't need any of, I, I, okay. So I don't experience any of what you experience on a regular basis at church worship. And I'm still a very emotional person. Like God still brings emotion out in me. So um, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with emotion. I think the problem is a lot of people get caught up in it and then they begin to chase the emotion over the emotion, being a result of what God is doing in you. Right. Does that make sense?
2: It it can. Um, for, for me personally, I've had instances where I've been so filled with emotion that I, I've, I've felt this invitation in a sense, to to go deeper into that emotion that I was having. And that is a place where I felt like this insane, like I, I diving deeper. God led me through some emotional healing, just being able to go deeper into that emotion.
3: And what does that mean to go deeper into the emotion?
2: Um, well, for instance, just the other night, um I I feel like God led me through some healing over a miscarriage I had that I had never like actually been able to mourn.
1: Mm. And
2: I was bringing that to God and worship in a sense. And um, as as I thought about it more and went deeper into it, I actually began to see where the Holy Spirit was my comforter throughout the whole, the whole thing. And it was me actually not being afraid mm. to dive deeper into that, that actually, I'm so sorry.
3: Oh, <laughs> Somebody really is, wants is to get a hold of me. <laughs> yeah is there
2: an emergency no, no like, absolutely okay. absolutely not <laughs> it's, it's definitely not it's one of her boys lie, why is she <laughs> her a call?
3: get a clue guys she keeps she saying no
0: guys on the internet uh, <laughs> uh,
3: uh, you just embarrassed her of all of the things that could have embarrassed her, <laughs> this, uh, you know, I get it so like first of all Thank you so much for even being transparent with us on some of the things that you've suffered through. Um, I I I get it. So do you, you feel like it's a like the Lord just begins to like kind of walk you through an experience? Is is that what you mean by going emotional? Like if you you just uh, are going deeper is you begin to like really mm-hmm. kind of you meditate on that experience or what maybe, and you can see it from the angle in which God has actually done something in it. And, and, and it's almost a way of like, of healing from that therapeutically because you're, you're coming to realize God is showing you like, I, like what you said, I was in the midst of that, in the midst of that pain, in the midst of that, that trauma and that experience, God is showing you in almost a way where he's like, grabbing you and holding you and letting you um, deal with that historically, but in the arms of Christ for like almost the first time where you're just like, Oh, wow, God, thank you for, is, does that make sense of what that I'm was saying?
2: was 100%, 100%. And I mean, and then to, to go off of that and connect it with the whole Kundalini thing, I don't, I don't know too much about the Kundalini, but I do know that sometimes when, when, when you're feeling like a touch like that, you're moved, you know, sometimes, and that's what a lot of like, you'll see people dancing on stage and that's a, that's a form of worship, but it's also a form of expression. And I think that God's huge on expression. The artwork was huge in the Bible. Like he put a value on art and expression. Sure. He had his measurements and you can only use this thing and that, but he brought artists along in a lot of different ways. And uh, sometimes when people react to the emotion or the spirit or the holy spirit just like touching them is what we say um you 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 react different like some people laugh like i remember my breakthrough from deep deep depression was actually in the school supernatural ministry um and it was very a lot of people would say like god's not a god of confusion but for me i was not confused he broke my confusion i began to laugh for about 10 minutes straight uncontrollably and depression broke off there and i know that's probably weird to hear but it my wasn't confusing joe. to me
1: <laughs>
2: my buddy
0: joe he's uh watching right now he actually said he had a similar experience where he just cannot control his laughter he's just filled with joy, joy
3: man. isn't that joy like what what else is joy like just a good feeling. Like to me, those I've had moments of just, it's just like you, you come like God, like it's almost like God touches your brain for a second to let you experience something that you had not previously ever experienced before. And it's only between you and God. And it's not, I don't, it's a God moment. It's not in the sense of like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make this happen. I'm trying to revisit it or whatever. It's just like in that moment. It's like, whoa, Lord, that was, that was incredible. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm probably way more charismatic than I even realize. <laughs> You're starting to sound like it. This will be the last episode of the doctrines of rat. It's just going to be a, some different podcast after this. Where'd no, Lightning go? Who's that guy? Who's the new yeah, guy? It's just going to be me and Zilla talking about uh, the gifts of the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all. It's gonna be from now on. You've been let go. You fired. <laughs> oh, you are the weakest link. Um. All right. Well, listen, guys. We are we are at two hours, and I'm gonna have to call it. I hate to do it. We've been having such a good conversation, but uh, we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pull the plug on this one. Maybe we're gonna have to do a part two.
0: Yeah, I would really like that um, to dig deeper into. Um, other theological differences. And then, um, you know, I, I want to know it from the horse's mouth kind of thing. Like what do y'all teach here?
3: Yeah. And, and Rissa says and, too many similarities for Kundalini with Kundalini for me. I get it. Like I understand. Uh, and that's why I've actually brought up the Kundalini thing um, because I think, um, I think there's, Obviously, there is there's a counterfeit, right? There's always like there seems to be a counterfeit to uh, the things that God does in some ways, and I think we can go back to even even with the um, the acts of what uh, the what Pharaoh's magicians did as they mimicked the various plagues that the Lord had brought. So there is, I think, in some ways. Uh, now I'm not trying to speak doctrine as a whole. I'm just saying that in some ways that I I believe the enemy. The devil can can counterfeit the things of God in some way where it's just slightly off, but it's not of God. And that's where I think that we all have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves when when it comes to dissecting these things. Now, there has been nothing that Zilla has said at all that has caused me to be like, oh, this chick is not saved. Like she does not serve the same Jesus as me. I don't think that. I don't know if Logan has maybe we talk offline and we have like our little conversation or whatever. But uh, I think that what I've seen so far and and I can only say that God is going to be the judge in this situation. Like, I don't know all the things like this is my understanding of God right here. And I know that this this understanding is not fully who God is. I get it. I get it. So maybe there's some things that I have a blind eye. a, uh, a blind side to or, or whatever maybe there's some things that Zilla has a blind side to maybe there's some things that Logan does so you know I, I think okay well other than Logan everybody else on the planet but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think we should all it we should all admit like hey look there are probably some things that I that are blind spots in my life and that I just des- you know I, I just we want to pursue truth right like all three of us proclaim Jesus Christ is King, that you can find no salvation in any other name, but in Jesus's name. And that Jesus is part of a triune God, the father, the born son of and the world. virgin, born of a virgin. Like I think we, we agree on all of those things. So the essentials sound to me, like we're all on the same page. Um, we can have theological, you know, like, obviously she doesn't, she's not a Calvinist. So she probably, when she hears, uh our term terminology of election you know it's probably like eh, it's probably not the same thing she thinks right so but we can glean from each other maybe we'll do a podcast where zilla asks us all about calvinism and tries to work it out for herself and figure that out you know um but uh i'm just uh i'm blessed by this conversation let me let me give you guys a couple final words uh and then um logan you can close us out with the gospel yeah i'd love to Zilla what do you got you got any any last words last thoughts anything you want to say
2: no I think you hit the nail on the head like for every move of God there's a counterfeit and what better way for him to distract us from like the crazy things God does and counterfeits so just keep that in mind because that's the thing
3: perversion right. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely absolutely lots of perversion all right go ahead Mr Mr Logan Final words. All right, guys,
0: so for those of you that lasted the two hours with us or that you're listening on Spotify later on or you're driving in your car, uh, the most important portion of this podcast is not so much of us believers coming together, but at the end we try to share the gospel with it at the end of every episode. Um, and, and essentially it's this, that you are a sinner and you're in need of a Savior. There needs to be some form of payment for your sin. Um, the other day I was watching a Muslim's live Um For some reason, they wouldn't let me in to be a guest. Uh, And they just wouldn't let, they were letting other Christians, but they wouldn't let me. Uh, But uh, this woman got on there uh, and she uh, basically all she had to do to make it into heaven and to be with Allah was to confess that, uh, you know, Muhammad is a prophet, uh, there's only one God. um, And by just doing that confession, she was reborn. That was her regeneration, Um, but there was no payment for her sin. There's nothing that just that confession simply was what brought her into heaven, and I would say that is a counterfeit to the reality of what Christ has actually done for us. He paid the price that we were supposed to pay on Calvary. God poured out his wrath on Christ for you and me and all those who believe. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believes in him will be saved by eternal life. And what happens there is that our sins are imputed to him. You heard me say that earlier in the episode uh, on the cross, right? He didn't become a sinner, but our sins were given to him. Um, uh, They were presented, assigned to him. And on the day of judgment, God is going to look at us and he's going to not see our sin and the wretchedness that we are. We will give an account, for every word we've said and every deed that we've done, but we will be clothed in the righteousness of Christ. His works is what save us. What He has done has finished it. That everything necessary for our salvation was paid for in that very moment. And I believe that all of creation stood still and worshiped the God of the universe because nature itself has been longing to be reunited with its King. But on that moment, in that moment, Christ performed exactly what he needed to do. He, he reigns as King over creation and through his death, you can be saved. All your sins forgiven. And I hope you can trust that and believe it.
3: Amen. Amen. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Stick around here on the TikToks and we'll close out there.